YouTube land and podcast land. This is Steve, and with me is your co-host JD and friend in the force. That is right, and this is Rebel Rock Radio. If you are new, well, you are in for let's just call it a treat. Just, just <laughs> call it a treat. That's the default. Are, just call it a treat. Yeah, just call it a treat. It's uh yeah so we air generally every thursday or tuesday rather we stopped doing thursday a long time ago um every tuesday and more often than not we are talking about star wars stuff but every once in a while we'll talk about something else and of course we also play some cool tunes from bands that i can 99 guarantee you've never heard of um we have one room already we've got jessica how's it going there jessica good to have you on the chat room that's Um, my friend woman hi jessica oh okay um so um here we are doing our thing and we've got music for you and eventually maybe hopefully we will talk about bad batch season one that that is the plan we will get there. We will it, get there. It usually happens. <laughs> I can't tell you when it will happen. So, you know, like last week, if you come in at, at, at an hour and 10 minutes and you're like, they're still not talking about, yeah, 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 we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Get other stuff about. We um, promise we'll get there. We <laughs> may only talk about it for five minutes, but we will talk about it. No. So, as you can see, I do have my coffee this week. And as always, I have a, I have a fresh beer. You, you have your beer. Uh, so we got our uh, we got our replacement um, in. Actually, it came in late uh, last night, and uh, so that was really cool. Um, so those of you that haven't been watching or weren't watching last week, our our uh, coffee machine uh, here at the homestead um, broke, and uh, it was under warranty, thank goodness. Uh, but it was going to take. They said two weeks. It didn't take two weeks, but when they said two weeks, I was like, "Oh, we're we're not we're not going to have a good day." Uh, I can't go without my coffee. Cannot do it. I'm going to um, hide. I'm hiding. But uh, I mean, thankfully, the the wife uh, came home from work um, the next day and and bought us a little ten dollar replacement uh, or backup rather. Um, so we used that for a little bit, and then uh, yeah, so our new our new coffee machine uh, came in, and I got it set up, and all is well. But you know what? Something I noticed about this coffee machine uh, that I had never noticed before. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, 
it's kind of a fancy coffee machine. It's got the one side where you can do the cape cape pods for the single thing, and then it's got the pot, and so it's got all these fancy gadgets on it. It doesn't have a timer. <laughs> like, hmm. So if I want to make my coffee ahead of time, I can't. I mean, I can put the coffee in the filter before I go to bed, and then when I wake up, I can turn it on and there you go, it'll start. But I don't have I don't have an option to have it start brewing at a specific time. So that's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> on the upside though, the not having a coffee maker sparked some very intriguing and interesting conversations about what you can and can't do and what is good and not good etiquette with coffee. And if right. you didn't get a chance to check that, if you didn't get a chance to catch that night last show, yeah, yeah, there was, we went from, we went from coffee, tobacco, chew in the mouth to enemas to coffee enemas, <laughs> coffee. Yeah, we, it was quite a show. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And and, Je and Jessica Jessica let loose my nickname for my for my Star Wars room. It, we do they do call it the Dark the Den. Dark Den. They call it the Dark Den. That's that's my it's my my sanctuary to me, my place of Zen. But to them, it's a Dark Den. So she let it slip. Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> Dark Den works for me. You know? I haven't even named this place yet. We've been here over a year, um, which brings up another you know just completely random topic. Um, so we moved back to Oklahoma uh, in January last year. Um, it's, it's been a little bit over a year. Um, but um, we have still not unpacked our garage. Like we've got all of these boxes. So, okay. So let me, let me give you a frame of reference. So, before we left for Michigan, we had a garage full, well, not full. We had a bunch of boxes in the garage of stuff that we just didn't have in the house for whatever reason. Everybody's got them. They've got those boxes that just sit there. So we had a bunch of them. So then we move, and our, our place in Michigan was really small because it was meant to be a temporary place while we looked for a bigger piece of land uh so i mean really small we're talking like 500 square feet um so most of our stuff was in storage so a bunch of boxes in a, in a storage unit so we moved back to oklahoma and most of the stuff well all of the stuff that was in storage uh is in the garage in a box some stuff that was in the house in Michigan is out there in a box. So we didn't <laughs> unpack a whole lot. My point being, we've got all this stuff in this garage that has been in the garage for a year, number one. Number two was in a storage unit in Michigan. And then number three, a lot of it was in the garage before we left for Michigan. So do we really <laughs> need that shit? 
if it's been somewhere that's not in the house for that long, is it stuff that we really need? So the missus and I basically come to the conclusion that like when it gets a little bit warmer, we're going to get into the garage and like figure out what needs to go. Because <laughs> like, we're like <laughs> hey, I'll Brian, Brian's in the chat. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Well, I'll tell you a similar story real quick. I've lived in my house for five. I've lived in my house for five years. I have my main house, which I'm in now, and then I have a 50 by 60 shop that I can park vehicles in, and that's my workshop, and that's where I have my tools and my work on my car. You know, I work on vehicles for people and stuff like that, and I do, you know, side stuff and blah, blah, blah. I have the same situation. I have stuff that I moved from my old house into the shop. It got put in a corner. We have not touched it in over five years. I told the girlfriend the other day, I said, I'm going to back my pickup into that shop, and I'm just going to start throwing things into the bed and taking a load of trash to work and throwing it in the dumpster at work at least once a week if i can until we can just thin out the mess because at this point i feel like order <clears throat> yeah so like yeah if that stuff's just sitting out there why why bother yeah if you haven't touched it if you moved it from the old house it's still in the same box that you moved it in five years later and you haven't touched it obviously you don't have a need for it so I would say either give it to people who need it, or if it's not usable anymore, let's just throw it in the trash and be done with it. Yeah, we'll probably do like a, I don't know, like a yard sale or something and see if we can get money for any of the stuff that we're going to get rid of. So we, we do have like a few, and by a few, I, I couldn't give you a number. We have a few boxes that are nothing but Blu-rays. Uh, that are just sitting out there in the garage because you don't have a Blu-ray player anymore. We haven't had a Blu-ray player in like two, three years. And, hey, Rose in the house. How's it going there, sir? Good to see you in here. Um, we are eventually going to talk about the Bad Batch, but mm -hmm. we just started things, so we just got to get the gears going. Um <laughs> Brian says he's got shop jealousy. <laughs> yeah. That was, I didn't um, even care. I'll be honest, Brian. I'll be honest, man. I didn't even care about the house. It was the shop that sold me. The house yeah. was just a byproduct, just saying, oh, look, a place to sleep, and I got a good kitchen, and I can cook stuff, and, and you know, that kind of thing. That That's about the best part of it for me was the shop. I went, yeah, and, and the shop has its own bathroom, which is even much better. So yeah. that's nice. So yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. So um, I, I do have a question. Do any of you folks? Uh, there's not very many of you yet, but uh, <laughs> it's still early. A uh, few you folks in the chat. Do you have like your own spaces in your house? Like that's just yours. Nobody really goes in there for the most part. Yeah, like my cares. Uh, I mean. I've got I've got this space, but my cats share it, so uh, it's kind of mine, mostly theirs. Um, <laughs> yeah, do any of you folks have your own like dork dens or man caves or anything like that? Uh, oh, another thing uh, about you know a year later being back in uh, in Oklahoma. Oh, Rose says that you he has something similar to your space. Very cool. Nice. Very nice. Very cool. 
Very nice. My biggest problem is, and I'll share this real quick. My biggest problem is when we have guests over, and a lot of times uh, people, you know, our age either have kids or grandkids, and when they come over, I have my collection. When they come over, they see this guy's got a lot of toys. And I finally had to put together a whole plastic tote. Uh, I had to put a, a put together a whole plastic tote full of Star Wars toys that I didn't really necessarily care about and wasn't worried about. So that way, when the kids come over, I can take that onto the living room. They can play with that, so they're not in my room trying to tear up stuff. Cool. So Rose says he has locks on his doors. Um, I do too. I have a gate. <laughs> I have a gate on this place. Well, I don't, I don't have a lock on my door. I mean, we've we've only got one kid living with us still and uh and they are they're 18, so it's like I don't have any kids basically. I, mean, <laughs> I do. Jennifer Jennifer says Jennifer says when the when the uh when the nephew comes over and he it, my 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 doors are open for him, but he has He's a younger kid, but he has such a passion for Star Wars, and he loves Star Wars so much, especially the affinity that I have for lightsabers. He loves it as well, and him and I can just geek out over over lightsabers all the time. It's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, so I, I quite enjoy it. I quite enjoy it because he respects the collection as much as I enjoy having it and that kind of thing, so it's always fun to interact with kids who love it that much, and he yeah. is definitely one of those kids that does that. So Brian has a Brian says he's got a shop that he share, he shares desk space with his daughter's playroom. So, <laughs> hey, nothing, so nothing wrong with that. The house that we bought when we moved back, the reason that we got it uh, or picked this particular house uh, is because both of us have um, our own personal spaces. Like I've got my office, and she's got her office on the other end of the house. So we both have like a little like man cave, woman cave. That's where she does all her uh, her resin stuff. She's really into the whole resin thing. I believe I believe they call it a she shed, but it's just a room. So is it just a she, <laughs> is it a she cave? Is it a she cave? Would you call it? A I she think they called it. I think they call it a she shed. If I'm not mistaken, I believe they call it a she shed. Well, I know, but I mean, it's not technically it's not technically a den or a cave, but they call it a man cave. So it's a she shed in a man cave. I, I don't know. That's the way I've heard it. <laughs> I'm going to ask her what she calls it, but I don't know what she calls it. Yeah, we don't even have a shed in our in our backyard. We have a um, – oh, geez, I lost my, my – I just had a brain fart. What are those things called? Tornado shelter, like a mm. underground tornado shelter because uh, we live in Oklahoma. You know, mm. Uh, so we've got one of those, and uh, there's nothing in it. I mean, it's just an empty space. We haven't bothered to put anything in there. Um, haven't needed to go down there yet. But, uh, yeah, so man caves and she sheds. <laughs> okay. That's what they're called. And dork dens. And dork dens. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have a name for this room. It's just... Yeah, I need to change battery on that clock. Uh, you need to come up something. You need to come up with something better than a place for my stuff. That's a, yeah. That's a good George Carlin one. A place for my stuff. <laughs> a place for my stuff. 
Um, but the other thing I was going to say is like I, I mentioned having been uh, moved back to Oklahoma a little over a year ago. Uh, but the day, the doomsday bunker. <laughs> oh, you're on the tornado shelter. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the day, the day that we, because uh, we drove from, we drove a, uh, was it a U-Haul or a Penske? Moving van. I don't know. The moving truck. Uh, we drove it from Michigan and, um, and I, I hauled my my Tucson on the back of that, and uh, Mandy drove drove her car. Uh, but yeah, so when we when we pulled into uh, Oklahoma or Norman, Oklahoma, uh, that was the last day that I ever had soda or energy drinks. That was the day I decided. I'm not drinking those anymore. I'm just done. They make me feel bloated. And it's got to be that because I was bloated like the whole trip. And we, I was drinking nothing but energy drinks and, and soda because I had to stay awake. And uh, I'll come back to that. Gas station <laughs> coffee. Gas station coffee is is the next <laughs> random <laughs> nonsense. Uh or just go right into it. I don't like coffee from gas stations because I can't trust it. You cannot trust <laughs> gas station coffee. Sometimes it's good. But I'm not willing to test a new gas station out. So well, driving that distance, I had no coffee. So, so then when you're on so then when you're on the road, where are you gonna get your coffee from? Unless you get it from like Starbucks. I don't. I don't. <clears throat> I don't, I don't, we don't drive that often. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, that day I was like, I was like, I'm done. I'm not drinking soda anymore. And I'm not drinking any genius. I'm not drinking any of that crap. So that was over a year ago that I have been soda and energy drink free. Uh, so now pretty much all I drink is coffee and water and tea. So, I decided a few years ago that either was going to have to give up one of two things. Either it was going to be soda because of the calorie count, or it was going to have to be beer. Well, obviously, I mean, see, I'm, not up beer. I'm not giving up beer. Yeah, see, I, I had to give that up because of the diabetes. Uh, you know what? We need to play a song. Yes, we do. We've been jibber-jabbering for a bit, so. <laughs> Back on the coffee. Back on the coffee train again. Back on the coffee train. This time we're not talking about coffee enemas, though. <laughs> no coffee enemas. No coffee no chew. Coffee. No smoking coffee. No snorting coffee. <laughs> coffee snuff is that a thing? We're not. Uh, we're not. Yeah, we're not going back to that. No, we're not going back to that. Okay. So the first song that we are going to play for you is from a band. This is cool. Based out of Cape Town, South Africa. And they are called the Moshines. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Hmm. Uh, they have an album coming out this Friday called Modern Information. 
Uh, so that's coming out via Rumbar Records. Uh, so we have the fortune to play a song from that upcoming album. And so that's what we're going to play. So this is The Machines with Ran Out of Luck. says i was trying to make her son sound like he was five i was not meant trying to make him sound like he was five he's actually 22 years old he's a good kid love him to death but at 22 i still call them kids because that's just something yeah, that old people do because they are they're still kids no he's a great kid he's an awesome kid he's a good he's a good you know like i said he has the same passion for star wars as i do i just don't think he, he doesn't have the collection so <laughs> he loves to come over and play with mine hey dragon buddy 
How's it going? Good. Okay, Jessica, I, I have to ask. Um, uh -oh. What are bitch beers? <laughs> what? She says, we had bitch beers at the bar together while they were playing pool. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm, I'm scrolling up in the chat room for some reference and I'm not getting any. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I think I know what she's talking about because we've had some pretty good. She lives down. Okay, so context. My friend Jessica lives down oh, in. Okay, okay. I don't think I had those. Talking <laughs> about wine coolers, right? Uh, so my friend doing? Jessica. So for you folks that don't know, my friend Jessica lives down in Florida. She is a. She works okay. for HVAC Heating and Cooling Company. And her and her husband, uh, Craig, are great people, wonderful people. When we ever get down to Florida, we always visit. We always have a good time. And it always usually turns out to have some great stories behind it whenever we visit. And, yeah, so. Okay. I know what <laughs> so I was a little concerned. I was a little concerned about the bitch beer part because I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, know, I know what she means now. Because I remember yeah. back, back in the day, uh, uh, there used to be something, I, I don't know if it's still even a thing, but it was really popular. It was called Zima. Oh. Mm -hmm. And uh, that stuff was gross. <laughs> <laughs> like I went, I, went, I, went, I went at this party and, and somebody handed me one of those and I'm like, oh. And I, I was thinking it was like some kind of Everclear induced thing. <laughs> Took a drink and I'm, oh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Zima evolved into White Claw. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So there is a lot of that going around, like the, with the with the hard seltzers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, everybody, everybody loves those things. So that got, I mean, that got popular, like really popular after I stopped drinking. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, yeah, I. You're just gonna. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, I'm gonna gather that it's not very good uh, because I didn't like that type of stuff when I was drinking. Um, the closest thing I got to drinking stuff like that uh, was like actual hard cider. Mm. Uh, there were some some hard ciders that were really good, and there was this uh, there's this bar. Um, it was in Oklahoma City, and I'm I'm sure it's closed down now. I, I haven't I drive by there, and it's uh, it's an empty building. Um, but they had uh a pear ale, mm. and that was the most delicious thing. It was, it was so good. Pear ale mm. was really good. Oh, I love um. So, uh, not I, I keep wanting to say much, but that's not it. There is a uh, hard cider ale that I really like that they make uh, Granny Smith apples with. Mm, they use okay. Granny Smith apples to make the flavor on it, and it's um, oh, uh, I can't think of the name. Angry Orchard, thank you. Gosh dang it, I couldn't think of the name. Yeah, I love um, that stuff, and they actually make one of my favorite beers that I always love to drink is usually Guinness. And one of my favorite things when I go to like old Chicago to have pizza or something like that, I'll always have what they call snake bite or some people call it a black and tan. And what it is, is it's, it's angry orchard on the bottom and then Guinness on the top. 
If you've never had one, I highly recommend it. If you're not a Guinness fan, you may not like it. It's been but, a long time, but yeah, I've had one. Oh, I think they're delicious. <laughs> um, Strongbow. Jessica says Strongbow is a better cider. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that one. Yep, 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 yep. Woman, I gotta disagree with you. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, so if you're just now tuning in, this is Rebel Rock Radio, and I'm Steve, that's JD, and we uh, do this thing every Tuesday, and we tend to get completely off track. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of that's why we say. That's why we say the topic for the end of the show, because technically if we save it for the end, we're not off track. We're just getting to that point. No, we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Uh, so if you would like to find us and uh, engage with us on social media, um, I could give you all the links to all the different social media, but instead I'm just going to give you one link that will take you everywhere. That link is rubblerockradio.com. So you go there. Uh, it's basically like one of those biolink sites, and you just you just click where you need to go, so you can go to our Facebook or our Twix or our Instagram or our Discord, which is a lot of fun. Uh, starting to get more movement over there. I have been noticing um, a lot more people. A lot more that. movement. A lot of a lot of good folks over there. A lot of good people sharing a lot of their personal stuff, what they're watching, what they're doing. Pet yeah. stuff, good community over there. So if you get a chance to get on Discord and get with the Rebel Rock Radio crew, I guarantee you'll you'll find some good conversation and good people. Yeah, absolutely. So you can also uh, click on a link; they'll take you to our merch site, so you can buy some cool Rebel Rock Radio merch. Um, what else can they do? Oh, they can. They've got a link to. I don't even remember the name of the site, but you can tip us because uh, we did away with the Patreon uh, Patreon thing. Uh, in lieu of uh, go to this site and if you like what we're doing um, or you know what, even if you don't like what we're doing, tip us anyway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Tip us for the attempt. We're making an attempt. I mean, it may not come out right, but we're making an attempt. We're trying. We're trying, yeah. We're trying. I mean, we really are. We're trying, yeah. (laughs) Um, So there's that. Uh, I wanted to tell you about something that I did over the weekend. Um, so uh, I'm a hockey fan. Don't get to watch it very much, like like live. Don't get to watch it very much uh, because Oklahoma City has no hockey. So it's kind of kind of sad. Uh, close to the hockey team, really. I mean, a good hockey team uh, is, would be uh, Dallas, and that's like three hours away, something like that. But uh, – some friends of mine who uh, who have been on this show before, actually, um, told me that the uh, Tulsa Drillers, which is um, like an ECH, uh, I, don't know, I don't know, like third tier hockey league, um, uh, they were have they were hosting a Star Wars night. Um, and they were going to be there in costume. They're like the 501st was going to be there, all that cool stuff. Um, and, 
And so I saw that. And I was like, man, we should go that. I'd, I'd like to go see a hockey game. Uh, so uh, we took the drive up there. It's it's about two hours to drive up there uh, from where we live. And uh, I got to meet uh, and, and hang out with the uh, um, – with the uh, the crew from uh, Sisterhood of Traveling Bantha, uh, as I said, they've been on the show before, and I've never met them in real life, just always online. Finally, got to meet them, and uh, let me let me pull up some pictures here. We took a couple of pictures there. So there's uh, over there on the right. That is Denise, uh, and that ugly mug is me. Uh, <laughs> just to my well, as I look at it, she's on my left, but that is Rex, also from uh, Sister about Traveling Mantha. Uh, just to the left of her is my child. Uh, the person behind Rex, I can't remember her name. I want to say Amber. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Uh, but the one behind her in the fluffy blue, uh, she's dressed up like Padme. Uh, but that is Dina. Uh, she is a regular on the on the Rebel Rock Radio Discord. She's on there practically every day. Uh, and I believe that the Stormtrooper is uh, I believe that that might be Chris. There were there were two. There was James and there was Chris. So there's that's either James or Chris. Uh, and then let's see. I got another picture here. Uh, so that one is either James or Chris. It's Whoever the other one isn't, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we had a we had we had a blast. Um, I I don't want to I don't want to talk talk smack on the hockey team, but um, they they weren't that good. Uh, <laughs> we left, they were down four to one. Um, so yeah, we we left early. We were like, mm, yeah, this is not really fun to watch they're, they're losing really bad how did they get that one goal is what i was asking <laughs> uh, but yeah um anyway anyway so uh where are we at well so to piggyback on your story real quick i'll okay. tell you a little something and give you a little piece of information that you might be interested in so wichita has a hockey league that plays against the tulsa drillers on a regular basis it is the Wichita Thunder hockey team. They are of the same league, the same type, a lot of fun, and they do a Star Wars night as well. And don't hate me, Steve, but the next show I need to remind myself because I actually have jerseys that they print and put together specifically for Star Wars night, and one of the first ones I got was the Boba Fett hockey jersey from the Wichita Thunder. And I have it in my closet. I need to wear it next time. Not that I'm trying to tease you or anything or mess yeah, with your yeah. head. Okay. <laughs> now, see, that, would be, the, that would be a good reason to drive up to Wichita. To see, the there, there you go. I'll have to let you know when the next one is. It's a lot of fun. They do really good. And uh, it's always fun to watch. Even when they're losing, we have a good time. It's always you know, uh, good people to hang out with. My, my uh, niece and her boyfriend have uh season tickets to the game and they always let us know what star wars night is and like i said i have two different jerseys and one of them happens to be the complete boba fett armor jersey and even has the jet pack on the back of the jersey very so, cool that if is you come up if you come up they might actually have extra ones left over that you might be able to purchase <laughs> that'd be pretty cool uh, yeah yeah i've never had season tickets for hockey um when when we 
moved to Oklahoma in 20, well, when I and my children uh, moved to Oklahoma in 2010, sounds about right. Um, Oklahoma City had a hockey team, and I went and saw them a couple of times, and it was it was fun, you know, good, you know, kind of. Uh, they were the they were the farm league for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, and it was it was fine. So I went and saw a few of their games, and then all of a sudden they they were just gone. Like there was no hmm. announcement or anything. They were just gone. I was like, no, that sucks. We got in the hockey team again. Uh, hmm. Yeah, the only the only um, sport organization that I've had season tickets for. Uh, was for a soccer team that played here in Oklahoma City. Um, well, two actually. There were at one time Oklahoma City had two soccer teams. Um, one was called Rio OKC, and they were part of the NASL league, which is now defunct. Uh, but they were owned by. Uh, the, the team Rio, I can't remember the whole name, but they're from Spain. They're part of the uh, uh, Spanish uh, soccer federation. Um, so I had season tickets to them. Um, and then there, if you folks know anything about soccer, like worldwide soccer, you might understand what I'm talking about. But um what happened is their 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 owning team, the team that owned them, got deregulated. Mm. So, for those that don't know, there is a system of reg regulation and deregulation in. It's in Europe. I'm pretty sure it's in other countries too. Uh, but if you do badly enough in your league you get deregulated to like the next lower tiered league. But if you do really well in that, in, in your league, you get regulated up to the next higher tier. So, so when you're talking about like, if you've ever heard of the English premier league, you can't go any higher than that. Mm. That's how you can go. So anyway, so they're, 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 the team that owned Rio got deregulated, so they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna stop having this team." So they just it just went away because their their owning team got deregulated. Uh, mm. Hey Brian, yeah, yeah, I I need to watch that, but it's on Apple. He's talking about Ted Lasso. I would, mm -hmm. probably, like I would probably like it. Um, so there was that team, and then the other team uh, that's from Oklahoma City uh, is called. Uh, oh God, what are they called now? I think they're still the energy, energy OKC. Uh, and they are part of the USL league. Um, and their, their stadium was at a, uh, strangely enough, a middle school football stadium. So it sounds kind of cheesy but it was actually a nice stadium i mean it was it was big and it was like like this is a middle school stadium really i mean the high school stadiums in the city are, aren't that nice um so that's where they played uh but a couple of years ago um the middle school said do we need to do some renovations on the stadium so you're not gonna be able to play here anymore 
so they had to cut their season short and they basically had to like stop playing. Um, and they still haven't started back up yet because they don't have a stadium to play in. Uh, hmm. That stadium is still being rebuilt. Um, so what I am about to say is hearsay. I don't know if this is 100% correct, but from what I have heard from several sources, they had a spot picked out. The city had a spot picked out for them because they were going to build them a stadium. And they never got, got to the point where they actually started construction on the stadium. But they had the, the plot of land in downtown Oklahoma City, uh, and they had it cleared out. So it was cleared out and ready to start build, building. Uh, well, the... Bye, Jessica. If you don't, oh, bye, Jessica. Um, so you're, uh, so if you don't already know, Oklahoma City has an NBA team called the Thunder. Uh, mm-hmm. I am not a basketball fan, so I, I don't attend. Um, but they, um, there was some, basically they, they blackmailed the, the city <laughs> because they wanted a new, uh, they wanted a new stadium. There's nothing wrong with the stadium there right now. They just want a new stadium. I don't know what the deal is. Not my business, but it's ridiculous. So it came to a vote of the people uh, in the city of Oklahoma City. that. Um, so there was this tax that was about to be uh, over with. So they were, they were going to stop this tax. So the vote was basically, we're going to continue this tax. We're not going to tax you more. We're just going to continue this one so that we can build them a new stadium. Mm. Uh, I don't live in Oklahoma City, but if I did, I would have voted no. Uh, They don't need a new stadium, goddammit. Anyway, it it passed. They're getting a new stadium, and the plot of land they're using for the new stadium is the plot of land that was set aside for the soccer team. (laughs) We have no idea if that soccer team is ever going to start playing again. But if they do, I'll probably, I'll probably get, uh, I'll probably get season tickets again. Um, so, a real quick fun fact too is that um, on the soccer thing, my daughter has played soccer pretty much since she was little. Uh, she currently plays for one of the college teams here in, uh, in, in there in Wichita. Uh, she's doing it. Uh, she's playing soccer so she can get through nursing school, and okay. they're paying quite a bit of her tuition to do so, which is great. Um. But the fun fact about Kansas, and part of it's sponsored by the company that I work for, the local energy company here in, in, in Kansas, is that Kansas City is finishing, I believe they're finishing, they're finishing construction and getting ready to start games in the, the country and the United States' first ever soccer stadium built specifically for women's soccer. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. It's actually it's actually a strictly women's soccer stadium for their women's per, or women's league that they're going to be having in Kansas City, and uh, our company did a lot of the sponsorship, did all the electrical work for them, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, they're they're pretty excited about it. I, I think they're either City finished. Already has a, Kansas City already has a men's uh, major league soccer team. Right, right, and now they're going to have a women's version too, yeah. where they has their own, the first ever own women's soccer stadium in in the state. Because normally they just 
play in the men's stadiums or they yeah. borrow some other stadium. They will actually have their own stadium that they'll get to play in, and they're going to be doing training. They're going to be in doing. Uh, they're going to be hosting events for young girls to come out and play, and that kind of thing. So uh, it's it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm I'm pretty excited for it. You know, like cool. I said, since my daughter has played for so long and I enjoy watching her games. It's going to be such a neat thing to see to see to see them get their own stadium. That's going to be great, and I really do hope that a lot of uh, a lot of cities follow suit on that. You know, to give them a platform to play on. I think it's great, and and I'm not going to comment or talk about other sports because I don't watch basically others. I mean, but this in particular, I I really hope it kicks off. I really hope it gains traction, and and I really hope they it it, it starts to catch on in other places too. I I think it will. I th- I really think it will. Yeah, that would that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, I like I like to watch soccer or mm-hmm. football, as the rest of the world calls it. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay. Um, when, when, when do we still have stuff to do? We gave out our social media, all that good stuff. Um, we've got some uh, podcasts to shout out. Give out mm-hmm. some shout out to some podcasts that we listen to. Um, first off, there is the, I want to give a shout out to the sidebar cantina. Uh, they run on Monday nights. Uh, those are some guys from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And then we've got the ATSW, the escape pod, which our friend dragon buddy is a part of him and Don and Brady, uh, take part in that um, irreverent take at everything. Um, They are on Wednesday nights. And um, let's see, Dragon Buddy is in upper, upper East part of Pennsylvania. And the other two guys are in kind of the middle of Michigan. Uh, Hey, Tina's with us. Hi, Tina. Um, Thursday nights, we've got grave reviews with Alan which uh, Dragon Buddy is also part, uh, one half of the host team there, Alan and him, talk about uh, horror movies and horror-adjacent movies. Uh, So that's a lot of fun to watch, really cool stuff there. Um, As I mentioned earlier, I mentioned the Sisterhood of the Traveling Bantha. Uh, They, I don't think they have a specific day that they do their show. If they do, I'm sorry. I just... (laughs) I see stuff that just comes out at random times, and that's when I go watch them. Um, and then what else we got? We've got uh, earlier we had Ro uh, in the chat room, and he is from the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Uh, so that's another good one. Go and talk to, uh, listen to him chat about Star Wars and other stuff. Um, and then a few music podcasts uh, that I'd like to give a shout out to. We've got one band, five songs done by my friend Dave. And uh, he takes a look at various musicians, uh, bands or artists uh, from the perspective of five of their classic hit songs. Uh, that one's a lot of fun. It usually comes out every Monday. It's not a live thing. It's just a, uh, it is a Spotify only podcast. So if you don't have uh if you're on any of the platforms you are missing out so you should jump on over to spotify and check that one out um punk lotto pod is another one that's really cool uh those guys usually every week uh but they do a lot of 
patron only episodes too. So they've got a lot of content going on. There's uh, two brothers, Justin and Dylan, and uh, doing some really cool stuff about uh, mostly punk rock type music. Um, and then a new one that I, I just discovered uh, is it's called the Punk Rocket Show, and it's it's spelled R O Q U E T T E. I think is that right? Maybe. Uh, but uh, she is from uh, Canada, and she does interviews and plays music uh, on that show, and it's a lot of fun. And I believe you have a few podcasts that you would like to give a shout out to as well. Uh, yeah, I got two. Um, this week I want to shout out to the Bombad cast, Scotty and Jerry. They do mostly, they're kind of like us. They do mostly Star Wars stuff, but they kind of break off and do some other things, some gaming and things like that and do some live shows and whatnot. So, uh, uh, you can find them at the Bombad cast on YouTube. You can start checking them out there. A uh, good bunch of guys. I've met them in person, met them at Star Wars celebrations. Uh, good, good couple guys. Great fun to hang out with. And the other guys I'm going to shout out, they're kind of on a busy schedule, so you kind of have to catch them when they're on, but you can catch a lot of their past episodes. If you're a Star Wars collector, as am I, uh, you need to check out uh, Andy and Josh at Holocronicles. Uh, podcasts they do a lot of stuff about collecting and their their show is mostly uh star wars collecting and like posters everything from posters to black series to sideshow to promoting some other things uh i got a book that i'm going to recommend one time that they promoted that i actually found out about that i absolutely love that has to do with collecting so check those two podcasts out give them a like give them a subscribe if you like their content and uh yeah sweet share the love share the love i think it's time for another song what do you think i agree all right well, let's play another song um that's not gonna help get out of there uh all right so this <laughs> song comes to us from boston massachusetts and this comes from the band the promised end uh from boston they have an album coming out also this friday uh, from Sound Investment Records. The name of the album is For the Buried and the Broken. And the song we are going to play from that album is called Smash and Grab. Enjoy. Yeah. 
was the promised end with smash and grab. Good Boston style music there. Fun stuff. So yeah, we got a new album coming out this February, uh, this Friday for the Buried and the Broken. Very cool. Nice. Um, oh, you know what? I want to show you the meme that won the internet today. Uh oh. I think you saw it. I think I posted it in Discord. I don't remember. <laughs> 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 oh goodness! <laughs> uh, early this morning, I yeah, I was I was cracking up. That was some good stuff. Uh, hey, you know what? You, you know what? As many songs as she's made about past boyfriends and all that kind of stuff, I kind of worry for Travis Kelsey a little bit. But in the end, I really do hope the best for him. I hope it works out for him. I think they'd be it'd be interesting because he has a really interesting personality, and she seems like she's a sweet person. So, I mean, I really do hope it works out for him. You know, there's maybe some some people really love it. They, they get entertainment out of it. They think it's a great thing to have her there and being in the you know being so close to kansas city and, and having so many people that are kansas city fans it's, it's i'm almost have to be a kansas city chiefs fan by default otherwise i might get mobbed and and, and ganged up on so um has, uh, has, a, has a comment on that <laughs> <laughs> i i tina i have made the joke on several occasions that if he's not careful he will wind up a number one song for her on her next he, album he's gonna end up a song He's going to end up some type of song. I don't know which, whether it's good or bad, he's going to end up a song. Yeah. So we'll see how it works out. But, you know, hey, whatever. See, I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be a hater and hope it doesn't work out. I'm not going to I'm not going to keep my hopes up. So I'm just kind of I'm just kind of riding right in the middle. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I I could not name. Uh, I was about to say I couldn't name five Taylor Swift songs. I, I can't name one. I got to be honest. I have no idea. I know I've heard them somewhere. Didn't like them, but not my not my thing. But uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I know people that are Taylor Swift fans. So I, I mean, I, I don't. There's plenty of them out there. I mean, I I just recently lifted the Taylor Swift ban from the Discord server. Uh, but, <laughs> um, I'll be honest. Like, as long as you don't, as long as you don't ever implement a shine down ban, we'll be fine. I'm not gonna. Yeah, no. I can't think of any bands, any in any bands that I would. Uh, yeah, no, nobody off the top of my head can I think I, I would ban from there. I just yeah, there was a ban on Taylor Swift, but we looked at it. So <laughs> Taylor Swift fans are now. Uh, um, they're all they're all welcome on the uh, Rebel Rock Radio Discord now. I just, no, not see now you're gonna get flooded. You just don't know it yet. That's all right. Now I can now, now, now that they now that they know you love and you let Taylor Swift in, you know, or maybe not love Taylor Swift, but you'll let Taylor Swift no, in. No, I don't. Now you, you're just you're just never going to hear the end of it. Though. That's all right. We we'll, we'll <laughs> mute. Yeah, there's a mute. Uh, I will block. So, I will block it, it all. It is time for our picks, but I I actually don't have a pick. Uh, I mean, I've read some stuff that was kind of cool. So maybe I'll just recommend that. But I do want to – didn't you have something that was being shipped to you? I got it. I have it. I have it right here. That's my pick. I'm going to show it as soon as you're ready. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna use my – my uh, what, what I got in the mail as my pick as well. Uh, keep in mind, I haven't read it yet. 
because I've got other stuff I'm trying to read. Mm -hmm. I got this. Oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, it's one of those Pablo Hidalgo uh, things, which I really love. And, uh, you know, it, it basically takes you through the uh, kind of the Rogue One solo, uh, you know, between Revenge of the Sith and uh, New Hope era. Yeah. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You you ordered or or purchased new Rogue One material? Shocking. Well, Shocking. It's not, just, it's not just Rogue One. It's it's got. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in here uh, about the uh, about the movie Solo, and and there's I mean there's just stuff in here that's like not necessarily movie related. Um, looking through some of this stuff. I kind of wonder if there's stuff in here about Bad Batch. Could be. Um, no, they were. I mean, I mean, depending on how this season goes, though, which you probably won't find information in there about this season, obviously. Yeah, but they would be slightly before the actual formation of the Rebellion, wouldn't you think? Because, I mean, they were even before the events of, like, Obi-Wan and Solo. Well, it says Dawn of Rebellion. Oh, right, right. But I would think they would be like a lot before that, unless they had some involvement with sparking. You know, who knows? But then again, I mean, they did deal with Saul Guerrera. They did deal with you know a few other things with Hera. They 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 had some interactions with Hera Syndulla and and Kanan Jarrus, which is going to be some stuff that we're going to talk about tonight with you know the Bad Batch that kind of segues into it. My so yeah, I mean, I guess maybe. I mean, I guess maybe they did kind of have a hand in it a little bit. I mean, now that I think, I'll retract my former statement. They did have a they did have a hand in bringing about the rebellion because yeah. they had interactions with all those people. Yeah, yeah, they could. All right, mm -hmm. well, let's see what your pick is. Wait so my Wait, pick. Who's riding what? What are you talking about? She is riding right in the middle now, too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good place to be. What's Don't need to live in. Don't need don't need to live in the bottom in the hate, and you don't need to hide the hype train because it could just disappoint you up here and down here. You're just it's just it's a bad place to live. So if you're right in the middle somewhere, we hope it works out, but it doesn't really affect me. It doesn't change the fact that I don't have a million dollars. So I mean, what you know, hey, I'm, it's whatever. Yeah. All right. We'll see what you got. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So for those of you who have not read or have not looked at uh, the high Republic yet, or have read some of it and you're not sure about it. What I actually purchased was I purchased this wonderful little gem. This is called Chronicles of the Jedi. And it is a current synopsis of everything from the high Republic. It's more of like an information. Now I have not read through this yet. I've kind of perused it a little bit. You get the book in a nice little, you get the, yeah, you get the book. And you get this nice little cover sleeve that it comes in. And inside, you get all kinds of information. You get interactive maps. You get little pamphlets about the Jedi. And this is all dealing with the High Republic. This all deals with the High Republic and a lot of the information and current events and everything going on in the High Republic. Now, like I said, I'm assuming this doesn't have anything to do with um, uh, the uh, third... Um, the third um, third wave of of the High Republic books that are out or coming out. So I'm assuming a lot of that information in here. So a lot of this is just going to be generalized information about the High Republic and the Jedi. 
And like I said, there are, let me see if I can find it in here. There are interactive maps. There are interactive sleeves in here that you can, you can pull out and use and look at things. And it just gives a lot of, just like I said, a lot of generalized information that you can find. And it's so I, my thing for well, my recommendation for people is, is that I purchased this. If you get a chance to look at it, I highly recommend it because maybe it will give you enough of generalized information having to do with the High Republic that it will spark even people more interest in people to go out and actually read the High Republic books, which I recommend that too. But like I said, with this being... What's, what's the title of it again? It's called Chronicles of the Jedi, and it's, uh, okay. it's, from, it's from Insight Books. Okay. Is it by Cole Horton? That's it. Okay, I found it. Yep, it's uh, this is the this is I have the collector's edition version of it, so that's oh, maybe yeah. why it might look a little different. I have the collector's edition version of it, and uh, yeah, so it's collector's edition or uh, Chronicles of the Jedi, an illustrated guide to the galaxy's golden age of the High Republic. That's pretty sweet. So, yeah, pretty interesting. Like I said, I haven't got a chance to uh, completely peruse it yet. I've just kind of thumbed through to look at what's in there. Looks very interesting. Gonna be a lot of good information to kind of catch you up on what's going on. A lot of picture references so you can kind of see the Jedi as they describe them and who they are, and all the characters involved and the Nihil and things like that. So it kind of gives you a a summary insight into the High Republic uh, uh, medium. So I highly I highly recommend it. If you haven't got a chance to read it, it might be something that'll spark your interest. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, have you watched any movies in the theater lately? I have not. Okay. You, I have not been to the theater lately. You don't. You don't go to the theater all that often. No. Um. Most of the time, we watch it. We wait for them to come out at home, and with the streaming services we have, they usually get released pretty quick. At least they used to. And uh, the last time I went to the theater, I'll be honest with you, the last time. I spent any main, uh, really any time in the theater was we went to see the 40th anniversary edition of Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah. And um, and uh, I was I was hoping for that same experience, nostalgic experience that I had when I was a kid and saw it in the theater for the first time, but unfortunately I had to deal with what I, I'm assuming were drunken teenagers in a movie theater, and it was not a pleasant experience. So honestly, the 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 snacks. The food is cheaper at my own house. I have my own little TV theater area set up for watching movies, and me and the girlfriend will curl up on the couch and watch our movies and have a snack. And if we need to pee, we can pause it. We don't have to worry about missing stuff. So, yeah. So, See, I, I, I do like have... going to the theater. I, I like the experience. Um, but I, I agree, Tina. I am absolutely waiting, looking forward to that movie. She's been talking about uh, Dune 2. Um, mm -hmm. That's going to be amazing. Um, this year, 2024, has been kind of a a slow year for movies. Um, well, the, the end of 2023 and 2024, and amazing. I think, a, yeah, a lot of that has to do with the writer's strike, though. There hasn't really been a lot yeah, of interesting yeah, stuff true. come up because of it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of put a damper on things. The only movies that I've seen... In the theater this year, uh, there was a movie I saw a couple weeks ago, and it was it was really just awful. Um, 
Oh man, what was it called? Oh, uh, well, okay, it wasn't awful. It was just incredibly mediocre. Um, it was called uh, ISS, and it's uh, it said it was a, a sci-fi film, and yeah, and yeah, it was kind of a sci-fi film. Uh, but it was about um, like these these American astronauts. Uh, they go up to uh, the International Space Station, uh, and there's Russian cosmonauts up there as well. Um, and shortly after they, um, I think they've been there like a day, maybe two days at the station, uh, something goes down uh, on Earth, like some big war. And so both sides get these uh, uh, mission directives that they need to take over the station. So it's all about each each group trying to take over the space station. Um, it sounds really interesting. It, it's not. Um, <laughs> it is. I've yeah. heard people talk about it though because they've always talked about how like we send we were there for a while. We were sending astronauts to Russia to go up to the space station because yeah. we didn't have an acceptable launch program anymore. And SpaceX right. is working on it, but we sent them over there. And in order to get them back, they have to return on those modules. Right, and it was always you know we've had several conversations about what would happen you know if we got if things got so bad with Russia they just said we're not going to bring your people home or they're going to you know even something even worse, and I hope that never happens. I'm 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 hoping that the level heads and the more um, uh, you know the, the 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 smarter heads prevail when it comes yeah. to the scientific community and they realize that it's not them that's doing it it's something else you know. And and that kind of thing. So yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't know. I, I was kind of I, I hadn't heard about that movie. I was hoping it would be good, but if it's not, I'll just yeah. I'll wait. There might be some people like it. Uh, another movie I saw uh, earlier than when I saw that one was called The Beekeeper. It's uh, hmm. Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, it was it was good. I mean, it was not going to win any awards, but it was uh, <laughs> it was a good popcorn movie. <laughs> Uh, but just recently, uh, man, what day was that? It was just a few days ago. Um, me and my kid went and saw. Um, so Godzilla minus one, they re-released it in black and white. No, I heard about that. Uh, so we went and saw that. And uh, I, I saw it back in December when it first came out. Um, and, and really liked it. It was like. It was number two on my top movies of 2023 list. Um, but yeah, we went and saw it in black and white, and uh, I think it was even better. Mm. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Mm. So, all right, we have another song to play. Oh, ooh, ooh, before we talk about that, uh, next week is uh, next Wednesday, which is not our regularly scheduled podcast day uh is star wars podcast day so it's the uh i want to say the 25th anniversary of the release of the very first star wars podcast uh and we will be doing a special episode on that day uh we're still doing our live episode next week uh on tuesday but we're gonna have a, a an extra special episode of uh, not live uh, it will be pre-recorded uh, for us to uh, 
And I'm not going to tell you the subject matter. We'll just wait for you to find out. But I think you may find it interesting. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. That will be out on Wednesday, February 7th. Um, So probably sometime in the morning that thing will launch. Uh, and we will be celebrating Star Wars Podcast Day. Um, but a lot of fun. Check out oh, a lot ahead. of fun. Check out the episode if you can. It's a it was a fun to record. Fun to, something a little fun. And and I'll re- um, as, as a reminder, Steve made me do it. <laughs> it's not true, actually. JD made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so full of you're so full of banter crap. Uh, uh, anyway yeah that'll be that'll be lots of fun check that out uh okay so we're gonna play the last song of the night before we get in uh finally we're gonna start talking about bad batch season one uh but this uh where are my notes jd where'd you put my notes okay uh this band (laughs) comes from nashville tennessee they are called i'm probably gonna butcher this name they are called the Sleevines, and they have a, a self-titled album coming out on February 9th uh, via Dirt Nap Records, and this song we're going to play comes from that self-titled album, and the name of the song is Aretha Franklin. So here we go. Uh, where's it at? Oh crap! Did I upload it? Yeah, there it is. Wake up to my life. I get swallowed by the news today. All right. 
the Flea Beans, I think. <laughs> with Aretha, I don't think that song had anything to do with Aretha Franklin. I, 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 other, all I heard was racist uncle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they said that a bunch of times. Yeah, I'm gonna have to reach out to that band and because uh, I didn't talk to the band, I actually got the uh, got the song from the record label. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to reach out to the band. Can I get the lyrics to that? Because I don't know. <laughs> I never heard Aretha Franklin once in that. <laughs> I, I didn't hear all her I... name mentioned toward the end. Did you? Okay. Okay. Uh, but I don't think they were actually talking about her. Still a good song. I enjoyed it. Um, so Brian's giving us giving a shit. Uh, he says, subject matter. Since when do you two actually discuss any actual planned subject matter? Right now, we're going to talk about our planned subject matter. We always get there. See, we're we 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 make a disclaimer at the show at the beginning. That we'll get there eventually, but I mean, we just don't make promises. We made it. It's it's almost an hour and a half into the show, but we did make it. <laughs> so, okay. So next month, season three of The Bad Batch comes out. So we mm -hmm. decided that we are going to do a retrospective of the first two seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, I don't know about you, uh, JD, but I, I did do a rewatch. Uh, of the first season in its entirety because I forgot most of what happened. So I wanted to. Uh, I watched maybe. Bad Batch first season when it came out, and I didn't watch through the whole season again because I watched it earlier last year. But I just had to basically do a recap and do a, you know, kind of a chapter list and to remember everything that happened. So. So, Dragon Buddy, I need to find out where you found those lyrics. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Seasons 1. Seasons 1, um, it premiered on May 4th, uh, 2021. Um, just some, uh, for those of you that know little to none, uh, little or little to nothing about the Bad Batch, uh, takes place right at the end of the Clone Wars. Uh, it was created by uh, Sir Dave Filoni. Um, and, um, it's about, uh, it basically tells the story of, uh, Clone Force 99, uh, also known as the Bad Batch. So this is a group of clone troopers that have these, uh, like genetic anomalies, anomalies. Um, so they're not like regular clone troopers. Uh, they don't really look like all the other clone troopers, and they have specialized, uh, well, they have specialties like sniper, uh, just, you know, they're special. They're special clone troopers. Mm -hmm. um, so season one came out uh, May 4th, 2021. Uh, it ran for 16 episodes, so it ran until August of 2021. And... Um, so we get the, uh, you know, introduces us at, at the very, very ass end of the Clone Wars. Uh, we are introduced to uh, Hunter, Tech, Crosshair, uh, Wrecker, uh, and Echo, who you might remember from the Clone Wars. Um, and...
and they meet up with uh, a Jedi general uh, and her Padawan, um, and they're they're in this battle, and then all of a sudden, Order sixty six happens, and uh, and 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 who was that Padawan? For those of you who don't know. Uh, so in in the show they call him Caleb Doom, but we all mm-hmm. know him as Kanan. As Kanan Jarrus. Yes. Outstanding Rebels character. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Clone uh, or Order Sixty Six happens, and uh, so the the Bad Batch folks they're like, "The hell's going on here?" Because right? right? they don't they don't have like their chip doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, what the hell's going on here? Why are why are they killing all the Jedi? Uh, so they end up on the run, and that is where our story pretty much begins. Mm-hmm. Um, and you actually have to go back a little bit. You actually have to go back a little bit because you actually got an in, a short introduction to them in Clone Wars Season 7, which is, I think, where they showed the very first clip of them, and they actually introduced us to Clone Force 99. Because mm-hmm. they ran a short mission in Clone Wars Season 7, and then they said there was going to be a show based on Clone Force 99 or The Bad Batch. So that's what sparked my interest in it. That's what sparked me wanting to actually watch that show and see it, because they were clones, but they weren't clones. They all had specialties, and they all did stuff. And their introduction during that was, I mean, it was fascinating. It was neat. It was neat the way they they introduced yeah. them. They brought in these guys that were just... I mean, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. My favorite character was Wrecker. And when he started doing his thing and yeah. tearing up stuff and just having a good time and having fun doing it, that's when I was like, yeah, I think I need to watch this show. <laughs> yeah. So that was actually the first episode of Season 7. Yeah. So Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 1, uh, its title was The Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we so actually get a little. We get a, we get a previous we get a previous introduction to them before the actual series starts yeah, for the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed the season overall. I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. I just I just like the idea of these clones that are like just a little <clears> off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I like all the characters. Uh, Wrecker is is probably one of my favorites, but it's kind of hard to not like all of them. Uh, <laughs> except for Crosshair. That guy's a man. Except for Crosshair. Yeah, except for Crosshair. Not only did he not only did he not worry about getting his chip taken out, but he wanted it turned up to make it worse. Mm-hmm. So that's a little scary. Um, you know, which is disappointing because he was always part of the team, but you could always tell that there was a little bit of dissension with him. He he was he was uh, he was different from the get go. He was part of the team, but he definitely there was some there was some angst and some dif- some difference there with him and Hunter and yeah. and you know just some things that went back and forth. And then it got worse as Order sixty six took over, and you know yeah uh, that then that sort of thing. And um, so, it made it made for a cool dynamic between them because he knew so much about them that he was able to hunt them with such efficiency. And then being the, the sniper of the group. Made so it he, even more. He knew, all their, he knew all their tactics. So he knew their tactics. He knew everything about them, and it made them have to think outside the box yeah. and go, you know, go to different places, do different things. And that's how they, that's how they run into a lot of the special characters that we see. So people like Saul Guerrero, Harrison Duel, and her—I uh, think it's her uncle. 
and 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 you know all those people, those characters that we get introduced to, and, and that sort yeah. of thing. So yeah, we meet we meet Saw Guerrero in the first episode mm-hmm. uh, because they are ordered to go and take out the insurgents on Onderon, mm-hmm. uh, and they get there and they're like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, come to find out. Come to find out the people. Come to find out the people they're supposed to kill are people that were actually allies of theirs during the war against the separatists, and now yeah. they're ordered to kill people that they were supposed to be helping and the people that they were supposed to be right. really, you know, liberating from the separatists. And they find out the real quick that things are not as they appear. And it's neat too because you, you, you know, um, Revenge of the Sith is such a great movie for the prequels, it was the best of the prequel movies. and it's kind of like the original Star Wars with all the new medium and everything that's come out and like the Clone Wars themselves after the prequels was in, it was introduced. Um, you get to see more of what happened behind the scenes and with, you know, places that weren't at the forefront and, and behind the scenes and how it affected other people and what other groups went through whenever it happened. And like, you get to see the fate of the, the Kaminoans and, you know, and you get to see, you get introduced to Omega, who is the sister, basically the the twin or sister of of Boba Fett, which is interesting, yeah. Yeah. you know, and something that we weren't introduced in the prequels, and something new that they came up with, and you get to see that that found family theme when the Bad Batch takes her under their wing, and they kind of resist at first, but they they end up taking her anyway and letting her be a part of the team. And, you know, Hunter kind of steps in and has to be a father figure for her in some ways. But right. they, they all kind of take that role a little bit of protectors, father figures, you know, people who want to teach her things and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's to me, it's, I mean, it's, it's full. It's, it, it adds more of that dynamic, you know, between Crosshair's stuff and then the stuff with Omega and then them just fighting to survive. It makes for some, some really interesting stories and some good adventures. Definitely. Um. So on uh, on Twix, um, I posted a uh, a question: Who is your favorite Bad Batch clone? Uh, so here are some of the responses that we got. Uh, Starlight Beacon Transmissions uh, said Wrecker. Uh, so if you're taking if you're taking score here, go ahead and start. Uh, yeah. Tell me who wins. Uh, Records of the Republic uh, picked. Wrecker. Um, Up with Creativity picked Omega. Mr. Midge picked... Oh, Christ. What's his name? Shit. Tech. Tech. Uh, Multiverse Kid Show picked Tech. So So far, it's Tech and Wrecker. Chelsea Anders picked Hunter. Mrs. Tech picked Tech. Leonardo picked. Oh, come on. They picked Crosshair. <laughs> uh, Wildcat picked Echo. That's the first vote for Echo. Yep. Colonel Stand. What is wrong with you people picking Crosshair? Colonel Stand picked Crosshair. Well, if it's any consolation, so far, Tech's wicking, winning, so. Okay. Um, let's see. Xana picked. Oh, she's very uh, 
ambiguous about this. Uh, I think she picked a crosshair. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> um, <laughs> Tina has Wrecker and Brian has Echo. I, I'm with you, Five, Tina. Yes. Okay. So count count theirs as well. Uh, okay. Three fifty five. Just picked crosshair. What the? <laughs> crosshair uh, your favorite crosshair is a fucking ass. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. <sighs> um. So yeah, that's the end of the votes. Uh, so who won? <laughs> Uh, I hate to say it, but I think Crosshair won. <laughs> yes. I think he just edged out Tech. I think you people are savages. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about the. I guess there's something pleasing about the bad guy. I don't know what the bad guy. I guess but... something about the bad guy. Um, <sighs> to each their own, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, do you have any favorite? Um, episodes. I just thought about that. I cannot remember. You might have to look up the episode list for me, but the one where they rescue Moochie. That's a good one. Yeah. That one I liked. That, that, one, that, one was, that one was one of my favorites. I like that one. And that and the close tie with... That and actually the close tie was the... Um, I think it's the second to last episode where he actually saw them attack the Camino in uh, the city. And that that whole thing transpires because uh, that was I mean it was not really my favorite because of anything other than it was just heartbreaking to see the Camino and city go down and they had to evacuate it and you know just to see the aftermath of what the Empire actually went through after that they basically trying to destroy any resemblance of either the resistance or the Galactic Republic either one and it was just to, to see that was very heartbreaking because it was. It was an interesting part of Attack of the Clones, and it was it was horrible to see to see something happen to him because a lot of the favorite characters from the prequels were clones, you know, Captain Rex, the Bad Batch, you know, a lot of those guys, and uh, you know, it just to see that all fall and to see it all sink into the ocean, never to be used again. It's just, it's a it's it's heartbreaking. So, but the one with Moochie was funny because the interaction between yeah. Rex and Moochie, the interaction between Rex and Moochie. That was episode five. Okay. Uh, yeah, the interaction between Rex and Moochie was just it was just funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Moochie, by the way, if you haven't watched the show, it is a rancor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I got to say my favorite episodes, uh, other than the first one, because the first one's real good, uh, my favorite episodes were the Ryloth episodes. Uh, <clears throat> Mino episodes. Uh, the the nope. last two. The last two. Last two. Mm -hmm. uh, those were those were pretty good. But when you, you when you mentioned Camino uh, and Camino going away, basically, um, the thing I really like about season one and the show is that it it fills in some holes. Like, uh, so you go from the Clone Wars to the original trilogy, and like, okay, where are all the clones? How come? What are what are all these stormtroopers? And you find mm -hmm. out why there are no clones. Mm -hmm. um, so it, you know it fills in uh, a few what could be considered plows. Uh, mm -hmm. But also, like 
yeah, what happened to these? What happened to these? Uh, the the Camino? What happened? To, you know, are they? What happened to these cloners? And uh, from what you can tell, uh, at least from this season, only one of them survived. Um, and that was uh, oh gosh, what was her name? Um, was it the uh, yeah, Nalasu, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, because you hear you hear references to it. You hear references in in the past movies. You've heard references about using a clone army, or you know, from like later down past that. Like you know, mm-hmm. you you hear about them asking about a clone army, and and thing and things like that. And and like even the sequels, they they say something about do they want to go back to using a clone army? And I'm assuming that's what this whole series is going to end on. The note that it's going to end on is actually addressing the fact why the why the Empire didn't continue to use clone army and why they went to volunteer conscripts that were, you know, conditioned rather than, you know, ones that they had to put chips in to follow orders. But I'm, I'm guessing yeah. that <clears throat> the, the bad batches ability to resist the chip is going to play into that in some, in some way. And I think we'll probably get into that for our, like predictions of season three and what we think was, is going to happen and things of that nature. Yeah, my predictions because I've watched the episode a couple times and I've got my predictions. I've got my thoughts on where I think it's going to end up, and I think it's going to answer. I think it's going to answer a lot of those questions. But I, like I said, we'll get into that later. Um, yeah. So we we do see a lot of uh, like we mentioned earlier. We do see a lot of characters from from other shows. Uh, we see Kanan as as a child. Uh, we see Tarkin. We saw Saw Gerrera. Um, we see, we always see, uh, Bib Fortuna, uh, in, in the Minchie episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a couple of, uh, a couple of times we see Fennec Shand. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And, and Cad Bane. Yeah. And Cad Bane. Yeah. And Cad Bane. Yep. Um, we never see, we do see Captain Rex. Um, <clears throat> I think who else we see? Well, we see we see. Oh yeah, of course we see Hera mm-hmm. uh, and Chopper, the best character of Rebels. Um, <laughs> and then and then of course we see uh, Hera's dad, uh, and you you get a little bit more insight into why he is the type of person he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's so the the characters in the show uh in this season are are just really um well done i think mm-hmm. um, especially you know especially the the defective clones themselves it's like uh it's such a just such a unique idea uh to kind of split off of uh clone wars with these with these clones that are just kind of not right <laughs> <laughs> Well, and 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 Dave Filoni esque type storytelling. I mean, it's kind of cool because you, you know, normally I think a lot of people mistake a lot of these animated shows for being just for kids. You know, like they thought Star Wars was just for kids for a while. You know, and that yeah. kind of stuff. It was just you know, that's just for kids. But you you do see a lot of that. You do see a lot of stuff that's for kids, and it's a lot of entertainment for kids, so kids can get into it. But there's also themes in there that are pretty good that have to do with adults when they talk about. 
order 66 and you get into those those types of themes and you get into the differences between uh you know who is when you're writing those fine lines about who is a criminal and who is a who's you know who's a rebel and who's the empire and what they stand for and that kind of th- those kind of things you know you get into that those kind of subject matters and it, it it makes it interesting it makes it it makes it fun when you get those themes and, and the adults actually get a chance to look at it and go yeah yeah you know i i, I get with that i'm on board with that so it, now, it's good to it shows yeah these shows are not just for kids mm. no there, yeah. there's a lot of adult <clears throat> uh, a lot of adult storytelling not not a story mm. that's pornographic it's just kind of kind of the same as kind of the same as rebels I mean, you yeah. dealt with a lot of a lot of kids stuff. There's a lot of stuff in there that was specific for kids to have fun with, but at the same time, it dealt with adult themes. And I mean, you've seen some great character development, and you've seen some great characters that, I mean, specifically Kane and Jarrus. You see what happens to him at the end. Spoiler alert for anybody who's never watched Rebels. Um, you know, he's such a great character, and then you see what happens to him and how he sacrifices himself in the end and and his journey. And now we're seeing Ezra continue on with his and Ahsoka. And we got to see it there, but with the Bad Batch, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if they what they do with it and if they carry on with it. Because obviously, you don't. I mean, for obviously for writing reasons and for reasons of when the show was released, as opposed to when other shows was released, you don't see Omega, you don't see any of the other Bad Batch or Clone Force ninety nine in shows like Rebels or any of the original. You know, you don't hear about them, yeah. and. You know, and, and, and I get that because it's a timeline thing. It's when they were built. They didn't even, I mean, at the time when, you know, George Lucas was coming up with Star Wars, there was no idea of Clone Force 99 and Hera and Sagarera and all those places. And it's it's interesting. And I think Dave does a good job of that, trying to reconcile that and bring them into the fold. Because even, even in the broader spectrum of the universe and, and the Star Wars universe, there's things that could be happening in the hierarchy way up here, but down here, the middle people get affected. And it's like shows like Andor, for instance. You know, what happened to the people on the various planets and the various roles and the various things they had to do because of what the Empire was trying to do to them and things like that. And it's, it is it is interesting to see these background characters and tell their stories. It's it's It doesn't have to be just about the Force and the Sith and the lightsabers and you know laser swords and blasters and stuff like that it can be about people having human experiences and human stories and and you know that kind of thing and and it's it's good it's good because like i said there's something for the kids in there to say there's something for them but the adults can sit by with their kids and watch it and actually enjoy some of the higher themes um so what were your like Remembering when it first came out, do you remember what your initial impressions were? Yeah, I, uh, um, yeah, basically, like I said earlier, it was, it was fun for them. It was, it was a neat way for them to fill in the gaps and kind of go into it. And I had a lot of forethoughts and expectations that this, that's kind of the thing that they were going for is they were going to explain kind of the background of why stormtroopers were put in, and they took out clones and they kind of addressed that in this season it's you know they kind of looked at it and they said well they uh, obey orders without with impunity and they don't question them and there's even some things like i i, I, mean, I can't remember the specifics of what he said so don't don't anybody uh, hate me on this one but uh tarkin i think even addressed that where he was like but 
is that is that what we need? Do we is that something that we should continue with? Because do we want them to follow orders with impunity, or do we want ones that follow orders and actually have a brain and think about it, but are willing to to do what we want them to do? And you can kind of tell that was the that was the central theme was that they were trying to move away from clones and go to stormtroopers and volunteer conscripts and things like that. And so when I first, like I said, when I first got it, it was like a fun little cartoonish show and with the good adult themes and, but it filled in the gaps and it kind of gave us some more insight into the background of order 66 and what happened right after. I mean, immediately after. Yeah. And continued on day by day of what happened to it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember like, I remember liking it at first but then there were like kind of the middle part of the season i started to like waver a little bit i was like uh yeah i don't know uh but then at the end it just kind of it perked me up again uh but after after this rewatch uh that i did recently um there really isn't a bad episode no really good stuff like even even like even characters that that uh you just kind of love to hate like sid uh (laughs) you know the whole it's just written well and um you know it's got they've got a slew of writers on here you know it was it was created by um by dave uh but even here in the first season um you know he he only wrote um uh he only wrote uh the first episode mm-hmm. uh and and there aren't a whole lot of um there aren't a whole lot of people that wrote multiple episodes um uh, jennifer corbett she actually co-wrote the first episode with dave she also wrote uh episode seven uh and episode 12 uh and episode 16. so she is the one that is that wrote the most episodes um the only other one i can see on here that has that wrote multiple episodes well there's a couple here uh christian taylor uh wrote a couple episodes so there's for the most part, the point I'm getting at is there's not one person writing the whole thing. Uh, but at the same time, it felt a lot more connected than you think it would have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think I'm, I'm trying to look it up here real quick. Hang on one second here. I'm looking uh where is this the scripture of this? I can't oh no Christy Golden. Okay. I was I was thinking I was thinking something and I was wrong. So it's okay. So um yeah, I mean it for I think everything that he had going on, you know, you can kind of tell that he kind of dips his hand in everything uh, uh, with all the new shows and everything. And even before he was made creative director of everything, Dave Filoni was trying to put his hands in and kind of giving people paths and then was kind of overlooking where they went with it and gave him a central story. 
to go with. And that happened a lot of times in like the Mandalorian and, and different things. So he, I mean, he has had his, he's kind of, he was kind of stretched a little thin there for a while. Yeah. And uh, you, but you can tell, you can tell this was kind of a part of his initial, um, you know, like this, his projects with uh, the Clone Wars when they first came out and, and that kind of thing. You can tell he kind of wanted to continue that story, but when they came out with season seven and it was supposed to be the culmination of that leading into order 66 and the end of revenge of the Sith, Mm -hmm. then they switched over to something that went on past that. This seemed like a good segue to it. This seems like a good segue into moving ahead and moving in further. And, and I don't, like I said, with season three coming out, we'll see how it goes. And then who knows, you know, who knows from there where it could go? Who knows what what uh, what next animated series they come up with? Um, I you know, like I said, don't don't uh, don't anybody hate on me for this one, but I'm kind of hoping in some ways that he can put his touch on the sequel trilogy and maybe fill in some of those gaps as well, and kind of yeah. add and lend more information to those eras, so that in the same way he did for the prequel trilogy, so that way. In, in much the same way he did with the Clone Wars, in much the same way we did with Bad Batch, those little stories that kind of connect the dots and 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 fill in those gaps and kind of kind of show people, you know, there is context and there are things to work with. We just gotta use our imagination a little bit and kind of you know kind of go with it. And so I'm I'm hoping that shows like this will show that they can do that, you know, that it, it is possible and and we can continue on with that. Yeah. And I think with him in charge and knowing that it's it's a permanent fixture and with the Ray movie coming out in a couple of years, I think that and the Mandalorian success that happened several years after Return of the Jedi and kind of touching on some of the themes of the sequel trilogy in there with like cloning and using Force-sensitive creatures to try to develop Force-sensitive clones and things like that, it's you're, you're kind of getting that hint. But I think they're letting it. I think they're letting the sequels ferment a little bit more, and then they're going to start touching on it in much the same way. Well, with uh, with Dave at the helm, I, I think we can we can finally get uh, that movie that we know we all need and deserve. Uh, and and I am referring to the uh, Babu Frick Hondo Anaka buddy cop. Hondo Anaka team up. Uh, I think you should throw. I think you should throw Chewie in there just for the sake of, you know, chew, throw well, Chewie in with that. We need to throw Jar Jar in there. <laughs> well, I don't know if we want to go that far, but if we throw, if we throw, if we threw Babu Frick, Hondo Anaka with Chewie a little mixed in there, and throw a Porg or two, I th- I think we'll have something. <laughs> oh, and Chewie running around trying to eat the Porgs. Yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to eat the Porgs. I'm sorry, but if you don't like that for seeing the last Jedi, you're just wrong. There's something wrong with you because that's just so funny. <laughs> Tina says that we need Dave's touch on new Star Wars movies. I, yep, yep, yep. Completely. I, I agree. I agree. And I'm, I'm, I, I think that he's going to be involved with the next Ray movie. He's going to be involved with the, quite a few of the other movies that have been announced. I think we'll definitely get that. I, I think we definitely will. And. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to hate on the sequels. I, I There are parts I love about the sequels. I have my own issues with the sequels, but I'm not going to waste my time hating on them. And with what he's done with the Clone Wars, with what he's done with Bad Batch, and getting ready to see Season 3, getting ready to come up on Season 3, which from the trailer that I watched looks very, very, very interesting. And for those of you who aren't aware, 
Steve and I have taken on the task of trying to get Dark Disciple read and under our belts before season three comes out. So we can, so we can lend a little bit more context to from the book. So we can lend a little bit more context to the appearance of Asajj Ventress in episode or in the uh, third season of Bad Batch. So we're hoping that once we get that done, as soon as we can both get it done, we will have some answers and we will be able to lend what we know about the books and season three. And we'll be able to help. We'll be able to be able to fill in some gaps from our end too. So that's what we're hoping for. So definitely stay tuned. Yeah. Now that you bring that up, how far along are you in that book? I am. Wait for it. Wait for it. I am 45%. I am 45% done. How did I get ahead of you? I'm 47% of the way through. Yeah, but the other day I was 36 and you were like 12. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have to tell you, man. Uh, yeah, I, I I actually made made uh, a fairly large dent today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, no, no spoilers or anything like that, but I will say uh, that the reading that I've been doing today, um, I, I finally got interested in the book. Like up up till up till today, I was like, "Man, this is this is going to be a long read. It is boring." Yeah, because I think I'm 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 just a little bit behind where you're at, and yeah, yeah, with the their interaction. When it reached kind of its high point between the two of them, yeah. And for um, for anybody for anybody who doesn't know, I'll give you I, I'll give you a quick synopsis. So Quinlan Voss, Jedi Master, who is also a uh, what do they call that a uh, uh, psychopath? I can't remember how they. I can't remember if that's the right word for it. Basically, he can touch objects and he can feel the force oh, through right, the object right, and right. feel where it's been and what has happened to it. So he has been. A sm- given an assignment by the Jedi Council. Now, I won't tell you what that assignment is because it's part of the context of the book. But he's been given an assignment by the Jedi Council, and that assignment involves making friends with and gathering intelligence with the help of Asajj Ventress. And if you've heard some of the banter online, uh, something happens to Asajj that would affect that that. Depending on what the information says in the book and how it goes, which we will we will obviously will let you know, um, it could potentially mean that there are problems with Bad Batch season three, which they already the producers and some of the people who are part of the show have already confirmed that it does not retcon the events of Dark Disciple. Yep. So that being the case, Steve and I have taken on the task of trying to do our due diligence of reading the book to find out exactly what the situation is Mm -hmm. and once season three comes out and we start getting into season three hopefully we can do an episode by episode review and we will answer help answer some of those questions if you have not read the book yeah so um just to get our timetable down season three premieres on february 21st so that gives us um that gives us a few weeks to get through this thing. I, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. 
Because then after that, you can start getting into Catalyst. And <laughs> and then I got to get back to my other homework. Yes, I know. Yeah, we got plenty of time to wait for that. Uh, because looking at our schedule, um, if we're going to do an episode-by-episode episode reaction uh, to Bad Batch, we are looking at... Um, well, crap. Where's uh, where's my? I had my list of episodes here. God damn it, Tina. That's not fair. You're not supposed to Google it to get the description. Ah, <laughs> uh, season three. Okay, season three is fifteen episodes. The last episode uh, airs on May first. So that's a lot of weeks mm -hmm. of Bad Batch content. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, we don't have to talk. We don't have to talk about everything Bad Batch on those days, but we at least need so, to do some type of recap. Another another idea that I had, uh, I, you know, we haven't really talked over this whole thing, but uh, another idea that I had is we could do a reaction video to the first episode and do another reaction at the end of the season mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah like a wrap-up yeah yeah I like a wrap-up yeah so mm -hmm. yeah but definitely <laughs> folks definitely folks if you get a chance go back and watch season one uh mm -hmm. and then get to season two get a recap if you don't want to watch the book stay tuned here to rebel rock radio as soon as we finish the book we'll we'll discuss it in further we'll give you some more details uh, we'll probably throw out spoilers if you haven't read the book, so just be aware. Um, and next week, uh, we, uh, next week we will be talking about Bad Batch season two. Mm -hmm. um, and then on February thirteenth, which is the day before Valentine's Day, uh, we are going to be doing a show about the romance of Star Wars. Mm, romancing. Uh, different uh relationships uh romantic relationships in uh in mm -hmm. star wars so um can be interesting we might have some special guests maybe maybe I haven't firmed that up yet maybe <laughs> um and then so that's february 13th february 20th we do not have a show uh my band is actually playing that night so i will not be available um, and then the 27th is going to be our Bad Batch Season 3 reaction, Episode mm -hmm. 1. Episode so, 1 reaction. So we do actually have a plan from now until then, which is unheard of. <laughs> we have a plan for shows. Now, when we actually do the shows, again, we're going to tell you the disclaimer. If you don't listen, that's up to you. Never mind that. Never mind that now. <laughs> <laughs> Tina says, we'll "Don't fall it. in love." See, Tina says, "Don't fall in love in Star Wars." Oh, come on! It'll be all right. <laughs> what about Doctor Aphra and Magna? That was a that was a um, that was a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That was a uh, um, that was a fun relationship. Um, yeah, if you ever if you've never read the Doctor Aphra comics, uh, hell, this should have been my pick. Uh, any of the Doctor Aphra comics are are uh, man, you're really missing out because that character is fun. She is mm -hmm. awesome. 
I can't wait to see a live action Apple. That's going to be awesome. I, I've heard a lot about them. I've never actually read any of the comics myself, so it might be something I need to pick up uh, aside from my other aside from stuff. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, eventually we actually should do a Doctor Afro episode. Mm -hmm. That would be totally down for that. Mm -hmm. um, completely off the subject. No big surprise there. Uh, were you aware that? Um, the new uh, Supergirl has been cast. I have not. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you didn't already know this, James Gunn has pretty much taken all uh, over the whole uh, DCU, as they call it. Mm -hmm. uh, DC movie rebrand, basically. Um, and he's doing a movie, a Supergirl movie, uh, based on the book... Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, uh, which is absolutely amazing. If you've never read it, go find it. It's awesome. Um, if your library doesn't have it, just go buy it. It's it's amazing. Anyway, um, so they have cast the Supergirl role for this movie. Um, and the actor's name is Millie Alcock. Uh, who, from what I understand, she is, she's from, uh, or she was in, um, House of the Dragon, uh, which actually, I don't know what that is, to be honest. Um, uh, House, House of the Dragon is the prequel to Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. See, I never watched Game of Thrones, so I, I would have mm -hmm. not. I have not watched all of it. I watched quite a few seasons. I, there was a few seasons in there I missed just because. And then I'm not much of a binge watcher. I'll watch something quite a bit for as much as I can that I might get bored with it and I might have to sit down for a couple months and wait. So, But as from what I know about it, it is the prequel to uh, uh, Game of Thrones. And everybody I've talked to said it's a it's a very good series. Very good okay. series. Uh, so looking at, looking at pictures of the actor, um, She's probably going to have to bulk up a little bit if she's going to play Supergirl. Uh, <laughs> but um, according to the press release, um, she will make her debut in the upcoming movie Superman Legacy uh, before she moves on to the Supergirl solo movie. Um, but yeah, so that's... I, I, thought, I thought that was interesting. Supergirl is... Uh, uh, an interesting character. I've I've been reading uh, here and there. I've been reading some uh, some Supergirl uh, comics um, this this past year. Uh, well, this past year, this past month, uh, <laughs> and um, some of those books are really good. Some of them are not so good. Uh, <laughs> but to me, to uh, me, it's still to me, it's still Helen Slater. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. If you remember the original Super, the original. The original theatrical Supergirl was Helen Slater back in the eighties, and I do remember yeah. that. And and uh, looking back at that, uh, it came out in the eighties. Come on, people! 80s. Come um, on, people! It came out in the eighties. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Um, some of it, it was good in theory. Yeah, it was the the idea. There were some ideas there that were pretty good. Um, mm. I liked the TV show. I don't know if you ever watched that. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, oh, no, I on the CW? 
Yeah. I, I, no, I never did. I never did. But being in, I'm pretty sure, the minority of the entire population of the Earth, um, I actually kind of liked the Supergirl and the Flash movie. Hmm. Um, that's that's like, actually that's I actually one that I have not seen yet. I have not seen that one yet. Don't go see that movie. Uh, no. <laughs> don't go, I, I don't did, go see that. I did not like the movie. I did not like the movie at all. Um. But I did like that Supergirl. She was just, she wasn't like, she wasn't the Supergirl you would expect. Mm -hmm. I could see why so many people hated that Supergirl because it wasn't comic book accurate. Mm -hmm. And and I get it. I get it. I mean, in some ways, you know, with some comic books, I am kind of a purist. Uh, But it was kind of cool to see a Supergirl character that didn't look like Supergirl, but just the way like that character in the movie had a lot of potential in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it ruined by the movie itself, because the movie fucking blew chunks. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it was oh, everybody, everybody I talked to said it was, it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, and kind of piggyback on that for a minute, Unfortunately, what I've heard about the Aquaman movie was it was not much better, <laughs> which is disappointing. Oh, 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 you mean, the, you mean the, the most recent one? Yeah, Aquaman and uh, no, the Lost Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Go see that movie. It was. See, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know what happened. What happened from Man of Steel, Justice League? What happened after that? I mean, I don't understand it. It just because even Zack Snyder's Justice League was was good. I liked it. I mean, it was slow and it was long, yeah, but it was it was cool. The cinematography was great, and I was like, "What happened? What the hell happened?" I wasn't crazy about the first Aquaman. And yeah, I mean, I like I like it. See, it's kind of like um, like Jason Momoa. I like Jason Momoa as a character, or as a I like Jason Momoa as a person, but he's kind of like the Rock for me. The Rock is the same dude in every movie. He really doesn't change that much. And there's not much effort in his acting. And Jason Momoa has kind of gotten that way, too, where you really don't... There's really not a lot of acting. It's just they they, they make up a role, and they throw Jason Momoa in it, and it's his personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's him. And there's not really there's not really any acting. There's no... I mean, he just... He, he, just, he is that guy. And like I said, I like his personality. I like him as a guy. But when I go see those movies, I don't want to see the same dude in different movies. I want to yeah. see, the, I want to see that character. I want to see you play that character. Well, I went, I went and saw. It was like the very ass end of December. I went and saw that movie, and I had not planned to see that movie. I was like, I don't want to see that movie. I have no desire to see that movie. But there was, a, I, I wanted to go see a movie, and there was literally nothing else in there that I wanted to see. And I was like, screw it. I was, I, you know, me and my kid, we were just like, fuck it, let's just go watch Aquaman. And watching it, and I was just like, this movie sucked. <laughs> I really hope James Gunn fixes uh, the DC. Uh, just as long as he doesn't make another freaking origin story. I'm so tired of Superman, Batman origin stories i could i could throw up i'm just i'm tired i'm tired the superman movie movie that he is doing um he is basing it on a book 
uh, on a Superman book called, oh, fuck me, I can't remember it. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. Superman Legacy, come on, come on. That's the name of the and, and demonetized. <laughs> oh, shit, we weren't monetized to begin with. <laughs> uh, oh, man, what is the freaking name of that book? Uh... Some bitch. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm googling that because I can't remember the freaking name of that. <laughs> uh, it's not an origin story. Is is That's the point good. that I'm trying to make? It is not an origin story. Um, and it, now if it, he would just now if now if he would just get the better of himself and bring Henry Cavill back, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to do that. Yeah, he's not going to do uh, that. <laughs> Oh hell! I I'm just gonna have to Google what book is Superman Legacy based on. See, it's gonna pop up, and I'm gonna feel like a complete idiot. <laughs> Some bitch, yes. Uh, All Star Superman. Uh, the point that I'm the whole point of of all that horseshit was it's not. <laughs> It's not an origin story. That's good. Uh, but um, but yeah, he's got James Gunn has got his hands in a lot of the the, the DC stuff, and uh, uh, unlike Aquaman, uh, hopefully they don't suck. Uh, so Aqu Aquaman, The Flash, Black Adam, <laughs> Wonder oh, Woman, nineteen eighty four. Man, that Flash movie is so fucking awful. So bad. That wasn't even like, oh, it was so bad. You have to go see that. This mm. is so bad that don't ever go see that movie. <laughs> I think the I felt that the only reason, the only re I'll tell you this right now. The only reason I watched Black Adam was because I was on an airplane and it was like literally the only thing that was worth watching was Black Adam. So I was like, okay, fair, I'll give it a, sh I'll give it a shot. To be fair, I didn't hate that movie, but it wasn't great. No, I didn't. I didn't hate it. it, but again, it's The Rock. Yeah, it's not yeah. Black Adam. It was The Rock. Yeah, playing, trying to play Black Adam. Yeah, and and the and you know, like a lot of the characters were people that you didn't, you know, you didn't, you know, these just they just threw these random superheroes in here, and you're like, you had no idea who they were, and there was no character establishment. Yeah, I mean, if you're a. Uh... If you're a comic book geek, um, yeah, you're going to know who those characters are. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the casual uh, superhero movie-going fan, yeah, they're going to be like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, and then I forgot about Shazam 2. I heard Shazam 2 sucked. I haven't watched it. Um, hmm. I won't go so far as to say it sucked. It wasn't great. Uh, it wasn't flash bad. Uh, it wasn't the Eternals bad. <laughs> um, it was. It was okay. 
Um, I didn't go see it a second time in the theater. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't bother. You could, you could do without. <laughs> Tina says, I fell asleep watching Eternals. Tina, I wish I would have fell asleep watching Eternals. <laughs> that is uh, the MCU movie, which by which I I rate all bad movies. On a um, scale of Eternals to Endgame, where do we fall? <laughs> exactly. So before Eternals, before Eternals, that that illustrious. Uh, title went to Thor the Dark World. Um, but <laughs> after watching Eternals, uh, Dark World lost its spot as worst hmm. movie. Uh, Eternals was bad. Five. And I'm 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 gonna throw I'm gonna throw a Marvel hot take out real quick at the end here. Okay. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out a Marvel hot take. I actually enjoyed Marvel or I actually enjoyed Avengers Infinity War and thought it was a better movie than Endgame. That is a hot take. Yeah, I thought it was their movie because I did not. I liked the battle scene at the end of Endgame, and there was a lot of a lot of good, funny rapport, and it was a, it was a good time. But you missed a lot of the characters that were all together in separate places, or, or you know, that had their little groups in Infinity War, and you got to see them fight against Thanos and that sort of thing, and some of the storylines and the themes. I, I thought it was better, and. Yeah. The thing that made me the most confused and kind of disappointed about Endgame was how they addressed time and how time affected things throughout the series because it made no to me it didn't make any sense. To me it was it was a weak plot line of how time affected, you know, going back in time and changing something. It was a weak it was very weak for me. Now, like I said, from the port from the part where they get they snap everybody back together and then they start the battle scenes at the end i mean that stuff is i mean fantastic yeah but uh okay so uh we're, we're about to close up shop here but i i have a piece of homework for you for next week okay on next week's show i want to hear your top five mcu movies okay Top five and MCU movies. And you'll hear mine. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want we to, can I do want, that. Hear so, so next week. Uh, so, uh, Tina, you're still in the chat. R remind me to remind him next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's we'll what we start look forward to in addition to Clone Wars Season 2. Or Bad uh, Batch Season 2. Oh, shit. Did I say Clone Wars? You said you Clone Wars Season man. 2. Bad Batch season two. I knew what you meant, but did they know what you meant? <laughs> yes, there's two people still listening. <sighs> At least that's what mine says. Who's out there listening besides Tina? But no, um, yeah, besides Bad Batch season two, we're going to talk about top five MCU movies. Uh, and then whatever uh, uh, random nonsense we come up with, because I'm sure there will be some. Oh, there always is. <laughs> now, I didn't even get. I didn't even get to the discussion of being sick for one day. Because mm. that was a mess. 
Yeah, that sounded like it was a mess. And I, I checked my temperature. I was like, okay, I don't have a fever. So. You know what it is? I know what it is. Lack of homemade coffee. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I don't have a fever, so it can't be too bad. So I went ahead and went to band practice. Uh, and we, we cut it short because by, by the time we cut, I was just like, man, I am exhausted. I am just wiped. And we, we practiced for, I don't know. We practiced for probably about two and a half hours. And I was just like, yeah, I'm done. I can't go any further. (laughs) So I went home and went to bed and I, I didn't end up waking up like for real wake up until monday morning <laughs> i was Jeez. out i was out and coffee was there the whole time because every time i woke up for like a couple of minutes there she was right at the end of the, either right at the end of the bed or right next to me right next to my head and i'm like hey poppy <laughs> that's that's your sick companion right there yeah that's my sick companion mm-hmm. right yeah, on man tina says i steve had cooties <laughs> that's is that your professional medical opinion <laughs> i didn't have anything to do it is i didn't have anything to do with it cool. <sighs> all right well that's the end of our show we jibber jabbered on long enough um <laughs> thanks everybody in the chat room for coming out and hanging out with us and thanks for everybody watching on youtube or listening on apple or spotify or wherever the heck else you listen um and if you are listening to us on audio please rate and review if that is an option i'd love to hear what you have to say about the show whether you like it or not um and uh leave comments on youtube as well because we'll love to hear the comments uh we should start reading comments from previous episodes i agree that'd be cool Anyway, uh, so next week, Bad Batch Season 2, and we'll talk about top five MCU movies. Uh, Until then, remember, Star Wars is for everyone. That is right. May the force (laughs) be with you. Like a pimp.